For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast, everyone. Today we have Straith Strader with us, the Executive Creative Director at Palm NFT Studio. Straith, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do. Give us your background, your your details. Let's go. Cool. Thank you so much for, for inviting me over here today. Um, yeah, so my name is Straith. Um, I am the, the head of creative at Palm NFT Studio. Palm, if you're not familiar with it, is a tech platform and it's a Web3 production studio. Really, our focus is around building deep fan communities um, in partnership with some of the world's leading creators. And, and that includes artists like Damien Hurst, studios like Warner Brothers, labels like UMG, and, and publishers like DC. Um, as a team, you know, our our practice truly runs the spectrum of Web3 production. We have um, team members who are engineers and developers, analysts, generative artists, 2D and 3D artists, story world creators and writers, and, and platform strategists. And together, you know, we've really built some of the largest and most engaged communities in Web3 on the Palm network. I've been at Palm for uh, about a year and a half. It feels like maybe 10 million years have passed as well. <laughs> um, but prior to joining Palm, I was the executive creative director at Vice, where I oversaw the team's uh, commercial and creative production across documentary and written and experiential content. I've worked on Mozilla's internet health platform. Um, I produced a podcast called IRL that really kind of dug into the space between like our online and our offline identities. And way before all that, I led creative initiatives at BitTorrent, working directly with artists like Tom York and labels like Selection to really kind of like build and interrogate new models for storytelling and, and for artist remuneration, which I guess is kind of what brought me here into Web3 too. That's amazing. That's what I wanted to ask. With that awesome, incredible, varied background, I'm, I'm very curious about the IRL podcast. Is that still in existence? Are you still keeping it going? Uh, it is still in existence. I'm no longer keeping it going, but the team over there is doing incredible work like around internet health, internet safety, sustainability, uh, data and privacy rights. I, I think that that was an incredible, an incredible experience to both work on that and sort of document and, and hear from the people at the front lines of, of shaping those issues, but also there's so much of that that carried me into my work today, for sure, even though it's production in a completely different space. It seems incredibly relevant to conversations that I've had too um, with people who are trying to figure out like, how do we build with these new technologies, but keep people somewhat in their current reality uh, so yeah. they don't just like forget all of their social burdens and uh, run away to these artificial lands um so so that's really cool but what what excited you most about web3 and and making the decision to go it was from vice to palm correct yeah i mean i think like even even before that like i started at BitTorrent about eight years ago and that, again, makes me feel like a million years old, too. But decentralization, I think, is one of the key issues and, and one of the imperatives of our time. Like, 
I've worked in tech, like I've worked in agencies, I've, I've worked in traditional publishing. Like for me, there's a through line that's about looking at like what we can do to to sustain and to truly nurture a resilient creative culture. And sometimes that means looking at how you can like build a platform for outside voices and for people who are historically marginalized by the media. And, and that's what led me to Vice. And sometimes that means being able to work with people and IP and fan communities to look at what the future of storytelling could mean. And, and in many ways, that's what brought me to, to Palm. I, I wish that like some of the issues that like I set out to grapple with and address like in my younger career like had been resolved but no like I, I think if you look at the landscape of web 2 it's evolved so quickly and yet it's still really really broken for artists and for fans and for creators and you know I, I think about like how you as an advertiser have to chase fans across platforms that you don't own and you have to rely on third parties for data uh, it's not sustainable and it's not great for fans too. If you think about all the time and, and the money that you're putting into sort of fostering that relationship as a fan, like you can't access an in-world experience in web two. You can't get rewarded in the same way for your support. You can like something online from a brand that you follow, but you can't own it. Um, I think like when we, we sort of like look at what we want to build at, at Palm, if you have, if you have a community, if you have a, a passionate fan base, you should be able to connect with them. You should have a better way to connect with them. And, and that's what we're trying to build. And, and that speaks to our mission. I, I think broadly that speaks to what's possible with, with Web3 and what can be enabled in this space. I, I love the, the points that you mentioned about how Palm is kind of building the, the better version of the internet <laughs> with a lot that Web2 lacks for artists and creators. Do you think having been in the publishing industry at Vice and, you know, seeing it from BitTorrent eight years ago, do you think the technology and the innovation just kind of outpaced people being able to implement those things? And and how do you see that in Web3, I things move, I feel like, at the speed of lightning? Do yeah. you think that might happen again or... No, because people like yourself and Palm are, are really like leading and building with the creators and the artists in mind from the get-go. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's interesting. In, in some ways, from the outset, right, this is an action and, and this is a world that we need to build hand-in-hand, hand, not only with IP, but with the community that aggregates around it. I think in, in a more abstract way, there's a piece of where I've come from that feels really resonant in terms of where I believe and where I hope Web3 will be going. And that's around like listening and that's around generosity. Like we started this with a discussion about like working on podcasts, like we're on a podcast right now, like being able to listen to people, being able to think about with people, not so much as like, what can I make? Like how much value can I accrue? But like instead, like what can I give? That feels really, really important. Um, and that feels like that's when we start clicking with projects and that's when we start clicking with with collections that we're building with people when it is conceiving something as uh, as sort of an act of generosity as opposed to an act of, uh, you know, a more transactional act. 
It reminds me of my brother-in-law. He has this plaque that he gave me. Um, I think it's Ben Franklin or, or someone who said it, but it's just what good shall I do this day? Um, yeah. So it's kind of if we can approach Web3 asking that question every day, it'll be great. <laughs> um, I know there's oh, a lot of people beautiful. that have yet to ask that question. Um, Palm, though, seems to just be blazing a trail in this building like a trusted safe space for artists and communities. And and I want to touch a little bit. I know you had mentioned IP a few times for the listeners who, who maybe aren't aware. Um, are you able to share with them what IP is? Yeah, uh, intellectual property. And, and I think some of the, the larger ones that specifically we're working on have been with Warner Brothers and, and specifically with DC. So over the course of the past year and a half, we've really been building and, and refining our platform for DC. We've created that end-to-end experience for now six DC NFT collections, and that spans custom drop sites, art that includes both generative collections as well as additioned work, um, AR integrations, AR NFTs, and, and token-gated experiences. Um, over the course of the, the last month, we've sort of seen this platform come into its own, right? DC is now one of the most engaged brands in Web3. It's uh, a platform now that is growing month on month, which is incredible in, in, in this sort of specific context. And, you know, we were seeing a lot of traction for what we've introduced around DC3, which is their collectible comics uh, platform that was launched in October with uh, with Superman number one, obviously like a really, really precious title for fans. Um, and we've subsequently dropped two, uh, two additional collections, one around Black Adam, one around the Deadly Duo, and one coming tomorrow, which will be the first appearance of Robin, that's Detective Comics 38. Um, but we've seen these collections sell out in, in minutes. And, and I think that a lot of that is due to the strength of the community around this and, and due again to the work that has been done in building out this platform hand in hand with them. Um, the first collection that we reached, that we um, that we dropped was for Batman, um, the Bat Cowl collection. Those cowl holders, those collectors are on a two year journey with us. They are creating canon. They are creating IP with DC, um, voting on the outcome of a comic book that was also released in September. So I think like, our goal in so many ways is to see audiences have agency and to emerge as protagonists on this platform. They are. And that's a really, really beautiful and powerful thing. At what point did you see Web3 as something and NFTs as something that was going to last? It was going to stick around. Did did you guys have to approach DC Comics or did they come to you? Uh, and kind of what has it been like watching that evolution of the bigger brands, the household names, the, the, you know, comics that are so beloved, um, moving into a a completely uncharted territory, wild west, as some call it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a beautiful thing, right? Like over the course of the past year, like barring DC, like we've seen over a hundred major brands and advertisers enter the NFT space which tells me something about longevity and tells me something about the value that we can expect to see in this space that, you know, NFTs won't just be uh, sort of seen as speculative assets, but they'll be seen as a mode of connection and as a mode of, a mode of community building for, for large IP. As somebody who 
you know, is an advocate for decentralization, seeing large IP in this space is really, really significant, right? Like, I think we're at a cultural tipping point. I, I think, like, I think of one thing that's happened, like, in the past, well, let's say the past two months that, that has stuck with me is around one of the first projects that we that we released, which was with Damien Hurst, um, the currency. They just completed their burn. And to me, it's remarkable. If you're not familiar with the project, it, it was presented to um, collectors as a choice, right? Like, keep the NFT or keep the physical. Like, you can't keep both. And the fact that half of people are keeping the NFT tells me that there is a lot of faith and optimism and reality in a world of digital ownership uh, in, in a way that is mainstreaming quite quickly. So it was split pretty much 50-50? Yeah. Wow. And what did they they keep as physical? Was it a uh, art piece? It was a painting. Yeah. You could own a Damien Hirst painting or you could own a Damien Hirst NFT. And to see a 50-50 split on that, I think is like fascinating and yeah. like a really, really good bellwether for where we're going. Absolutely. As as the executive creative director, what is kind of your role on these projects? Are you overseeing the artwork of the NFT or um, what what is your main day to day job? Sure. So, you know, we as a team, like as a creative team, will embark on discovery and, and research and creative concepting. We have uh, as a creative team specifically um, uh 2D artists, 3D artists, we have our own proprietary generative art pipeline. So everything that you would need to build a collection end to end um, is something that's a core capability of, of our team. We also, as I think I mentioned, we, we have a writer's room. So we have people who have deep familiarity with comic, with film, um, with narrative storytelling, who work hand to hand with the art team in, in lockstep to truly kind of look at how we can build a story world around everything that that we're creating. So looking at sort of a process from beginning to end, going through discovery, going through art discovery, going through story discovery, looking at sort of building that out from a production standpoint um, and uh, choosing, you know, our path, whether it's generative, whether it's addition, then I'm bringing that to life, like over the course of uh, a release with our tech team. That's really cool. So I, for you guys, you work a lot on it sounds like taking art from people like Damien Hirst or a comic and turning it into a full-blown NFT, like Web3 project. Do you think, or have you seen already more artists or more comic writers or more musicians creating with those now digital assets and digital products in mind? Has it kind of shifted the the creation from ideation <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think that that's like that's the the power and the promise and the potential of the space and of this technology is to be able to shift the balance of power and storytelling um you know away from um you know just solely you know uh the the property of ip and, and into the hands of, of fans and the creative communities that that care about it so absolutely that's something that we've seen with comic book voting um anybody again who is a a collector of our back collection is uh given the opportunity to be able to shape the story of an upcoming comic and and so that's a big piece of it our our team also does develop uh 
unique and original work that's based on um, that's based on IP too. So, um, being able to interpret um, interpret comic books and give them like a really really beautiful front end experience in the reader is is one. And then being able to create our own collections that extend IP and extend um, sort of legacy story worlds into this space is another key component too. Obviously, there's no no either or. Um, it's more about sort of what is the you know the the key objective for the partner in in this space and and what will bring together their their sort of vision in the way that's most compelling to to this audience for the audiences and the communities is there something that you've seen or heard that's kind of still a misconception or something that they they don't get about web3 and nfts or something that's asked frequently or do they kind of understand it like I, i know people always write their own endings to whether it's a show or a comic on places like Reddit. Uh, so they, do they kind of get what you guys are, are, are doing here? Or is there any like major trends or themes that have been a big uh, just learning point for people? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it it's sort of an obligation to us as the platform to make things as broadly accessible as possible, right? Like we want to invite everybody into these worlds, whether you are crypto native or whether this is your very first NFT. So really kind of like reducing the barrier and the friction around entry is something that's key to us, especially given the scale of of some of the partners that we're working with too, that have like massive global fan bases, making this like really, really simple, making this frictionless and, and kind of like in, in some ways, like teaching by doing, I think, again, for, for back cowls, like, and, and having a roadmap that delivers every 52 days, like in so doing, like we're teaching you what utility means um, by sort of demonstrating it in action. We're building an expectation. We're building a behavior where you come back and you engage in the community and you engage in your account. And so I, I truly think that um, it's about anticipating the questions and being able to build something that is accessible and safe and truly welcoming to as many people as, as possible. You said something there, building a behavior, which is so cool. And I think it just shows the power of what these, this new technology can do for communities and fan groups and, you know, just coming together in certain ways and making it routine instead of waking up and checking Instagram or whatever. It's like (laughs) you can wake up and, and check out the latest comic book page that was created or whatever it may be, where you are on your roadmap. With us. Yeah. Like we, we've done like a lot of code based challenges for our communities, for our factions. Like we've set them out on raids and on quests. Like we want people to have a true in world experience and, and not something that's just transactional. I love that. The other thing you mentioned was someone's first NFT. So I'm curious, what was your first NFT? Oh, shoot. I feel like I should have like a better answer. <laughs> That's <for> okay. This. <laughs> I think I want to start asking this throughout because it's a good one. Like just to see, it, I mean, a lot of them might not even be around anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also like, I mean, I think it's, 
in some ways I'm not I'm not trying to like hedge your question but like in some ways it's like it's like a really personal thing too like it's like oh like what's in like your phone like phone roll you know like it's like a little bit of like a photo roll question yeah that can be more personal than than you think you know yeah um my first one was Damien Hurst and that's awesome I did keep it Oh, you didn't, you didn't burn it? <laughs> I had to keep it. That's very cool. Well, maybe we can use that somehow in like the, the cover, the social media clips here to show off a little bit of, of Damien's work. Um, that's awesome. But I know we're, we're getting close to time here. I feel like we could talk for hours, but I wanted to ask, is there anything else that you want to add? Anything that you're most looking forward to? I know you mentioned you guys have a Robin NFT drop, I think you said. Um, that's tomorrow, so we can link out to anything. But yeah, any last thoughts that you have or want, want to leave everyone with? Yeah, I mean, I I think like, of course, if you haven't explored the DC NFT platform, um, we can link out to there. Um, The drop tomorrow will be Detective Comets 38. Um, It's a really, really incredible title. The reader experience is superlative and is made with a lot of love. I, I think like if there's anything more broadly that like I could leave you with, like, Uh, I mean, this is like a challenging time in crypto. This is like a challenging time period. I think it can be like really, really maybe easier even to say that like it's over, like it's all over. Um, And and I think that it's, it's actually harder to admit the opposite that like we're only just getting started and this is just a young world that is in flux and with all of the chaos and complexity I think comes a lot of opportunity and possibility and the potential for for real change uh, and that's what our team is here for so I'm really excited about what we're building um, and I'm really excited to be able to share that with you know with everybody that touches our platform and the projects that we make and put out there in the world. I want to amplify that last message with a microphone. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy that you shared that and it just goes to show wh- what a light you are for this space and the way that you view it. And I think a lot of people will, you know, find a little bit of solace in that takeaway because it has been tough times for a lot of people. So thank you yeah. for sharing everything straight. For people who want more of you, <laughs> where should they go? Um... Where should they follow you? Well, listen, I will tell people to follow Palm on Twitter. That's Palm NFT. Um, my Twitter is uh, my first name, last name at Twitter. That probably is better better linked out because uh, of all of the alliteration and spelling there. <laughs> we will do that. It will go in the show notes. Um, right. That is all. Unless you, you have any final final thoughts or closing notes. No, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Really thank good you. to chat. Yeah, we'll chat again soon. Cool. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.